Welcome to the Agents of Game podcast. Um, Dan is still having technical difficulties. Uh, apparently, he needs a new battery pack or something. I don't know. We'll see if we get that fixed. I mean, it seems like he's just a bad person in general. Uh, I think that's probably <laughs> what's going on. Probably. You know, yeah. karma Karma can hit pretty hard. Yeah. yeah. All of a sudden, it destroys your microphones and speakers. And, yeah. But... Uh, in a couple of bits of random video game news, um, we were going to talk about this a little bit last week, and then I ended up getting the plague from my children and losing my <laughs> voice entirely. If you notice that my voice is about half an octave lower than normal, that's why. Um, but Gearbox set up a new Twitter account that's tweeting out as Duke Nukem. Um, they're doing the re-release of uh, an old Duke Nukem game. Do we care? I don't think so. Uh, I, you know, I don't no. know. Duke Nukem has not turned my crank in a long time. I never one. really cared for Duke Nukem. Yeah, it was just one of those kind of offbeat. Like it, it's definitely a cult classic, and it deserves some respect in that pantheon of uh, classic games. But it is just never my thing, I guess. Well, and also like. <sighs> You know, there's a certain flavor that comes along with Duke Nukem that just doesn't quite work as well in 2016. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the the over sexualized hyper violence. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if that works the same now as it did then. You know. Yeah. So has anybody played anything different over the last couple of weeks? Um, so, well, I guess I'll speak for Dan here, and then I'll hope he gets back, but, uh, the Forza demo came out, um, Forza Horizon 3. Gasp! I love Forza. And, uh, you know, I have not really gotten into a driving game in a long time. I used to absolutely love them. Mm -hmm. Um, playing this demo, unfortunately, has made me want to buy this game. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the Horizon series, did you play any of the other Horizons? I've heard fantastic things about them, oh, yeah. um, but now I haven't played them. Okay, yeah, they're super cool. The the like they're I like all the horizons or all the the forces, I guess I should say, and I like that they have two kind of divergent paths for different people, and the I think the non-strict technical racers are going to be always be drawn to horizons because it's it's street racing it's an open world that you can kind of go cruising around in if you want to and so yeah I, that one's a lot of fun and i think it appeals to more people than the technical just the forza core series well and a lot of times they just do small iterative improvements in the game but this time they're they're doing a ton of improvements um something like 500 new features yeah um and yeah. upgrades and things that have never been featured before so um for people who have been in the game before, this still should be a pretty big leap uh, for people who haven't been in racing games. You know, the demos, uh, I think you have to play about half an hour or so um, of just tutorial-type stuff before you could play with other people, but then you could group up and do some group activities. Um, so if you want to like racing games, you know, the demo's out there. There's no timer <laughs> on it. You could see if this is something that might be up your alley. Very cool. I haven't played a Forza game since, uh, I think it was Forza 2 on the Xbox, but it was definitely the, probably the best racing game I've ever played. So, it's a good series. I always liked the, uh, um... The fact that you could build, you could spend hours like doing your custom paint jobs and 
the the things people would share and sell and stuff online was so cool like the people that i i, I gotta imagine that some people that was the game for them was just sitting and making those those designs yeah customization is uh just so good in that game well speaking of other games with customizations the uh for honor closed alpha um just hit xbox and playstation today um and there is a surprisingly great depth of customization in that although i'm really not sure that's the game for me oh my gosh that have we talked i feel like we talked about for honor once before when i was playing because i played the pc uh closed beta uh what last month or something like that maybe we mm-hmm. didn't talk about it i don't think we did at least not on air absolutely blown away by that game i i am all in i will pay five million dollars to own that game it is so freaking cool now the graphics and the settings i really like but what was it about the gameplay that sucked you in um i liked the the kind of the more tactical feel to it, like you didn't just feel like you were hack and slashing. There was a lot going on when you were trying to actually fight another another actual person, especially for a game that only realistically you know you have your high swing and your low sw- or your heavy swing and fast swing or whatever. But then you mix that in with the different stances and then trying to balance blocking the other person. It gets that that it's one of those when when they talk about making a game mechanic. You want, or even making an entire game, you want to make a game that's simple to pick up, but takes forever to, or takes a long time to master. And that's what this kind of feels like. Is that at first it seems this is really simple. I get this. I know what's going on. But then over time, as you're trying to block properly and survive longer and things like that, it gets really complicated. And that was as far as actual playtime mechanics. That's what really drew me in there. Um, then the, I think that was kind of how you bridged into For Honor was the customization. The huge level of customization that they have and the, the way they kind of do it with buying, you know, it's almost like, I'm going to call it card packs, but I, I can't remember what they call it in the game. But, you know, it's like if you think of it as a magic, your magic game or a card game, you're buying collections of items, kind of like you could in Battlefield where you'd buy the chests and things like that. Yeah, different um, weapon and like I, I got there were like a, I, I was using um, Vikings and so I got like yes. different axe blades, Same um, here. and also different um, handles and things like that. Um, now I know this is just the alpha, so I'm sure they're going to add more into the final game. But I, in the pack I bought, I got two of the same item. Oh really? See, now I didn't run into that problem. I got wildly different stuff and it was really cool because it was i got the same part like an axe because i was playing vikings as well i got the that whatever the bottom part of the axe handle is um i got two or three of those in one pack but they all did totally different things (laughs) (laughs) yeah what was the bottom of the shaft those with the the balls of the axe you know (laughs) the uh whatever hooked on the bottom and I got two or three of those in one, but they each did different things and they were, they were each attractive. Like they, they each were fun. They, they would have been good to put on your ax, you know, so it was hard to yeah. choose between them. So maybe you just got a bad, bad set or something. Yeah. Well, and also we did uh, several rounds of uh, multiplayer, um, some against, some against AI and some against other people. And, um, 
I, we kept getting the same items over and over oh, and wow. over again. Huh. But uh, but well, it, it is just the alpha. The Xbox, so not, I did might the be. same thing, and the PC was not that way at all. Yeah, I'm not too worried about that part, but um, it feels like it's a hack and slash game. But like you said, there's it's the combat is actually very complicated, very in depth. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know if they had. It wasn't just the the blocking angles and the power moves and light moves, but they also add combo moves. Now. Right. Yeah. So you could do like, you know, this attack, this attack, that attack, or you know, um. And but just uh, it felt like a MOBA that, where you can't really see where you're going particularly well. Um, okay. And I'm just not that big on MOBAs. But another thing that, and again, this is just an alpha issue. And maybe if we were playing with a real team where we're all communicating each other, it'd be better. But literally, you know, Dan and I would go to take one place. We would take it. We would leave, and literally three seconds later, not only would someone be capturing it, they would have captured. It. The capturing was very fast. Yeah, that that needed tuning or something. You know, I, I agree um, there. That was and, that was super fast. And so, like, it was literally, literally three seconds, and it was gone. Um, and so we ended up, you know, st- staying apart, and just he would protect one place, I would protect another place, and then if we needed help, we'd try to come help each other. But uh, um, yeah. it, it was it was fun. If if you enjoy MOBAs and you like you want to try something different, it's definitely something worth looking into. I just don't think it's my flavor. Hmm. See, no, I didn't get that. I felt more like it was Call of Duty or Battlefield meets um, Dynasty Warriors. I never got a MOBA feel out of it because I can't stand MOBAs. Um, so, or at least the traditional ones. So, yeah, I didn't get that feeling out of it at all. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but I guess where it kind of differs for now is that there's no final objective to push towards. It's right, basically just holding right. the three bases, and maybe they'll it'll be different. But the minions, at least the minions on my team, always seemed terrible and couldn't like. Whenever we didn't have at least two people protecting the the main stream, um, we all the, the enemies always pushed us back. As long as if we didn't have at least two people pushing on there, and it was brutal. Yeah, no, that's that's true for sure. Um, yeah. Overall, yeah, I, I think it's going to be good, and I think when they they have the full game and there's a whole bunch of different game types, and because there was, I remember there was three or four game types that were all locked out, and uh, I think those will be kind of fun. The progression is going to be because I think there's this whole story mode that we didn't have access to, so I think that'll be fun. I assume that'll play out a little bit, kind of like the way Titanfall does, where it's still multiplayer, but you're doing multiplayer story mode, you know, and you have the two two MP teams going at each other. Which I think yeah. will be interesting. And I imagine over time they'll probably through DLC add in some other factions. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, either some like you know African groups or some uh, uh, Middle Eastern groups. Um, because there, there's a lot that they could do with you know different uh, you know warrior classes from back yeah. in the day. Yeah. But uh, turn it into that. Uh, what was that history show? The the history's greatest warriors or whatever, where they have the, <laughs> the ninja and the Viking fight and stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> well, that does sound cool, actually. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there was uh, there was I 
I liked the mode too. There was like a dual mode where you could just go one on one and not have minions, not have bases. It was just you and another dude going at each other, and that was kind of fun. Yeah, uh, I, I am excited to see where they go with that. Um, and I know a lot of people are really into it. Um, so we will definitely keep tabs on yeah, that one. Yeah. Ooh, and speaking of, uh, I guess this just kind of caught me off, uh, off the top of my head. The the I said something about guys. I liked the the fact that I played a lot as a as a female barbarian in that. I really liked that they didn't do anything to try to emphasize that you were playing a female character. Like if on the knight side, if you played as a lady knight, there was no breast cups, there was nothing. You were just a lady knight in everybody else's armor. I thought that was really cool. And uh, the only other game I've really played that's been good about that was uh, Dark Souls Three. Did that too. So, I thought that was nice. No, by law, female warriors <laughs> must wear skimpy outfits that protect absolutely nothing. And exactly. Because, uh, Gears of War, I uh, like they have such beefy weapons that uh-huh. only gigantic burly men could carry around, and they have gigantic burly men, so I guess that works. And then you know they have these female characters that they introduce, and and they're not gigantic and burly. I mean, they're slightly no. larger than your typical supermodel, but only slightly right. larger than your typical supermodel. <laughs> yep. And it's like, you know, really? I agree. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't work. I, I don't like games that do that. But it's just like, <laughs> it's just kind of abs- absurd that that's the direction they feel they have to go in, in the course of the game. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. There's, there's, you don't have to do that anymore. Especially when, I don't know, there's so many lady gamers out there. Let's try to appeal to everybody. I don't know. Yeah. But speaking of other things where the females are not, you know, are wearing basically the same stuff, Ark, you know, basically the same mm-hmm. armor, and they have some awesome new updates to that. Yeah, um, I don't think we've talked since Scorched Earth came out, right? Yeah, well, we uh, we talked the day before it came out, uh, but okay, we yeah. didn't. I, I I think I mentioned, at least I was going to mention that there was going to be a big announcement the next day, and the big yep, announcement the next day right. was uh, Scorched Earth. Yeah, that that was way that came out of nowhere, right? That that was just so unexpected. I figured, you know, oh yeah, we've got a new map or we've got a new dinosaur or something like that, but just to drop an entire new. Uh, up to, not even an update, you know, a completely new uh, DLC pack or whatever. Expansion, that's the word I was looking for. Um, and I'm going to, for, for people who are unfamiliar with it or people who may be a little bit angry about how it's going to happen, I'm going to explain it in the way that it actually came out. People were angry? Oh, yeah. Be- well, because it's DLC for a game that's in, in early access. So that's I not talked finished. to some people about that, and I, we can jump back if you need to, but um, I, I talked to some of my other friends about that that aren't into ARC, and they started giving me a hard time about that. It's like, I don't give a shit. You can call it beta. You can call it finished. You can call it alpha. As long as you're putting out new content, I don't mind. That's totally fine with me. And if I'm paying for a game slowly over time, maybe by the time they're all done... And they maybe they release a third one of these D- paid DLCs or whatever, and by the time everything's said and done, and they release it, and it's I've paid sixty bucks by that point. Fine, I've helped them. It's no different than a Kickstarter at that point. I've paid for the development as it went along instead of at the end. There's no difference to me. So well, screw all those people, and they're stupid. They're <laughs> and here's what actually happened. 
here's what actually happened. So, the game was originally supposed to be finalized around June or July. Uh-huh. Um, June was the date that they had put forth, but I the, saw that. it doesn't matter. Um, then because of all the... Those developers listen to their players, and they've made changes, and they've made constant improvements to the mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. functionality of the game. The game plays much smoother than it used to. There are constant improvements. They've been adding new dinosaurs. And because of the strong support they received and the feedback, they've been adding in a lot of stuff that they weren't expecting to add in and making changes and improvements that they weren't expecting to make. And so to make sure the game was finished and polished, they pushed back the final, the, the full release. Um, and it looks like it's supposed to be the end of this year. Now, let's go back to it. The game was supposed to be finished in June or July. They had a team working on DLC for the game. They were paying people to make the DLC for the game. They got done before the the main game, is what you're saying. And they got done before the main game. Uh And they have already put out the money to pay those people. Yeah, might as well let them put their stuff out and get some return on their investment. It's not like this isn't a cash grab. It's a fantastic right. DLC. Um, it's just amazing content. It's it, The game feels completely different on that map. Um, and they're going to be adding even more to it over time. But, you know, it's, it is what it is. It's, I, I can't see getting... Oh, but it's still an alpha. Well, they're making constant improvements. They're constantly releasing yeah. more content. And this game has given me more playtime and more enjoyment than most AAA games that are on full release. Yeah, for sure. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Even if what you had said did wasn't the case or whatever, if you know we hadn't learned that... Again, I'll go back to if you... if. If you sl- make me slowly pay $60 by the end, I'll be happier with that than I ever was with No Man's Sky, which I paid $60 for at the end, and now I'm hearing they have still have a ton of stuff that they've got to add to it. So let me pay the 20 bucks every year or something like that until you're completely done, because I think the last time I paid for ARC was maybe a year ago this time. So it's really not a big deal to me. And what you call the development cycle, early release, beta, alpha, whatever you want to call it, really doesn't matter. What, Gmail was in beta for, what, five years or something like that. So what do I – it doesn't mean anything anymore, you know? Well, I definitely agree with you there. I would much rather pay for a game in pieces as it's developed than pay for a full game and not get the full content. Yeah, exactly. It's, I mean – you know, you you bought the original arc, you paid your whatever for it, and it was what it was. And then they're adding more stuff to it. That's great. I mm-hmm. I would rather them do that than be like, oh, okay, well, pay us sixty dollars, and then you know when it's finished, we'll give you this second map. Uh, no, nobody wants to do that. Well, you know what's really cool is in addition to all the free updates, like, for example, they've done massive expansions on the island and on the center. Um, A lot of really cool changes. Uh, I don't know if you've seen, Sean, the changes, but they've added in, like, the edge of the world changes, so you could actually build around the edge of the world. There's new cliffs, new caves. The Redwood Forest is now on the center, um, at least on PC. Uh, It's going to release on Xbox. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to see any of that yet. I really want to. we keep killing our Pteranodons. (laughs) (laughs) Some things keep killing them. But even if even if you don't buy the DLC, you could spawn in a dragon on 
the center or the island. You could spawn in any of those assets yeah. if you wanted to, yeah. and still play around with them, even if you don't buy the, the new map. Which I think you, the new map is worth getting. But oh yeah, it's super cool. I that's all I've been doing. You, know, my son and I, right before that had come out, had started. We hadn't done the the Redwood Forest, so we were playing around on the vanilla map in the Redwood Forest, and that seemed like it was pretty cool. And then the scorched earth dropped, and we dropped everything and started doing that. So that. That's been amazing. The what they've done with that is so cool. The the way I described it to people that haven't seen it yet or haven't heard about it yet is, um, Ark meets uh, Ark all of a sudden has become uh, a D and D. You know, Ark meets D and D. So you still have some of the dinosaurs, some of that sort of survivaly stuff, but you've got cool things like manticores and dragons and wyverns and. All this other stuff. So yeah, rock monsters, sandworms, and, and yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, is there is there worm sign? When the oh, there might be are. worm sign. Nice. <laughs> but you uh, know, and, and this is something I've mentioned on uh, a couple other places. But if if anyone out there is looking for a place to play, we have a PC server, a dedicated PC server, and we've got two dedicated Xbox servers. Um, we need to talk to Dan about how we want to do that, though, because I'm thinking we might switch around which one's doing which map. But uh, but there are places to play that are up. Well, the PC one's up 24 hours a day, and the Xbox ones are, at least my one's nearly 24 hours a day, about 21 cool. hours a day. So the PC, on the PC server, what map are you running? Are there any uh, mods that people need to download, things like that? Um, right now we're running on the center because, well, more people have that than have, yeah. uh, Scorched Earth. Scorched Earth. And yeah. also because of those updates to the center, I wanted to see, you know, the Redwood Island on the center, um, also the Edge of the World update, which is pretty sweet looking. I didn't explore all the Redwood Island, but that thing looked colossally huge. Like, surprise, it, lo it looks like they made, they pushed the map even bigger than it already was. Yeah, but Ark's been amazing. Yeah, so basically, between those the, the alpha and the demo and Ark, that's most of what I've been playing. Right on. Yeah. I'm still very much stuck on World of Warcraft. That's all I've done for the last two or three weeks. I've got other things taking up space, like I grabbed the complete edition of The Witcher. Uh, I borrowed Madden. Uh, I've got a couple other things sitting around that are just uh, StarCraft II, a bunch of stuff that's just sitting around taking up space because Legion is taking up all the time in the world. MMOs are good at doing that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And this one, I mean, they really, they hit it right on the, the head of the nail. This one has been really, really good. There is just a crud ton of content, um, different ways to go about doing stuff. Uh, different paths that you can follow if you don't want to do like all the the story missions in a certain order you can kind of do them in a different order uh, so then every time you take a different alt through you can go through a different way and so it'll be the same stories but it'll at least you'll get some mixed up in your order a little bit and uh, then each class has its own set of uh, faction story story missions and things like that which kind of break it up every you know maybe, Four or five, every three or four levels, there's a new uh, faction story mission that's specific to hunters or demon hunters or warlocks or whatever. And so you go back to your class base and you do those missions and things like that. And 
so those have those have been really cool at least for the demon hunters so far uh they've been really interesting and very lore specific so yeah it's it's been really good and like i said that kind of breaks up the monotony of running through the the different areas the different actual play zones so yeah i've liked it a lot like I said, I'm maybe an hour away from hitting the level cap and then nice. actually start grinding some some of the, you know, the actual gear, the big high-end gear. And and then that's the the real content, the hardcore content, I don't think, it doesn't come out until maybe next week, I think. Now, while we're on the subject of World of Warcraft, uh, I saw that the movie is coming out on Blu-ray. Ooh. And I think it's the 27th or something like that. So in about two weeks, week and a half. Um, but it has apparently you can get uh, select copies will have uh, like game keys for some Hearthstone content Ooh. and for um, Heroes of the Storm content. It unlocks the uh, the Gul'dan character. And Ooh, very cool. It has a starter code. Now, I don't know. It says it's got a month of, of free game time for World of Warcraft. But I don't know if it is for returning players or if it's just for new players or what the deal is. Yeah. That's I, have, good, I wonder. I'd have to look into it. But, I mean, I watched the movie in the theater. I actually, my son wanted to go see it. So that was yeah. fine with me. Um. And, you know, while it wasn't, like, blow your mind awesome, it was a good sure. movie for what it was. It was a, a fantasy movie. Yeah, It had exactly. good acting. It, like, it had, you know, the story could have used a little really more cool. finessing, but it was it was still really good. They had cool spells, and, and um, you know, the main character is Duratan, um, Thrall's father. Yep. So that's something yeah, to look out for in the next couple of weeks. That was a really good movie. I really, really enjoyed it. I, I kind of thought the same thing that you did. I didn't go into it expecting um, the you know a Shakespearean play or whatever. I knew it was just a dumb fantasy movie based on a, a game. And if you go into it with those expectations, it is a super good movie. It's... It's got everything you want out of an action movie anyways, that's for sure. <laughs> now, I, I don't want to spoil too much of it, but if you've played the game and you know anything about the lore, you kind of know how uh, how some of the characters interact. And I think the one of the things that they got really well was the interaction with uh, Garona and King Lane. Yeah, um, yeah they, for sure. They did that particular aspect of the story very well and it could have been kind of cheesy and stuff like that but i think it ended up being uh, a very good uh, a very good scene where they did it so i don't want to spoil too much of it right yeah no they they definitely do right they definitely did a good job that was very cool yeah, game-wise, that's about all I've been doing. Uh, I did throw in uh, Madden. I was talking about this a little bit before we I think we started the actual show, but I threw in Madden. Uh, it's changed enough that it's it's actually a legitimate game this year. It's it's not too bad. You know, it's kind of Madden gets that bad rap of oh well, they never change anything. EA's just out for the, for the money grab, and they don't don't put much effort into Madden and. There's not a ton that's different, but they definitely made running better, and that's always been one of my things. That's one of my favorite things in in football, in real life, and the games is is running. And 
the world has moved on from that, you know, in the real world football, it's all about passing and things like that. And the games kind of always reflected that. But this year it seemed like EA took a little bit of time and gave running a little bit of attention. So it wasn't as terrible as it was before. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They did a good job with, you know, the they've added and tweaked and improved their earning XP system, you know, a few years ago they started adding an XP system, whereas your players did better, you could add new skills and uh, and unlock things for them and things like that, which was a cool idea, but it was, uh, a couple of their efforts have been way too deep, and it just gets bogged down, it's like, you know, I'm just going to let, let the game auto-sim all that stuff, and I'm just going to get to playing, because you could lose hours getting bogged down in this, they've really tweaked it to the point where, you know, it takes... Five ten minutes before you start a game to mess with that stuff, and maybe a minute after you get out of a game to mess with it. They've just put the like, for instance, when you get out of a game, they show you the top three offensive and top three defensive people that earned experience during the game, so you can assign them some unlocks and things like that, and move on. You can go deeper if you want, but you can kind of jump through it, which is nice. I like that. So it's it's a good balance. Otherwise, that's all I know. Matt, did you have anything else you wanted to hit on on games? Um, I still pretty much been sticking to Fantasy War Tactics. The Agents of Game Guild has topped out. We're at 20 members. Um, we're not, you know, like pushing endgame content or anything, but we've been uh, steadily getting better at the guild raids, and we've got a lot of active members uh, that are doing some good stuff. Mostly it's about just having fun in the guild, you know, because it's a big game and there's a lot of stuff to do. And that's the other thing is the last week they released a patch with three new characters. And this has been a, a huge grind to have to unlock three characters in. You, we've got about a month to do it before they get put in the vault or whatever Nexon calls it. Um so there's uh Dimos, which is a guild raid boss and you finally get to unlock him as a playable character and he's a tank and a lot of people are calling him uh kind of broken in the player versus player aspect of the game because he has a passive ability that limits the amount of damage that other characters can do to him as long as he's got at least two enemies in a square next to him and his third ability basically does that it will pull two or three people straight to him <laughs> <laughs> so um at the beginning of the match when everybody's got their big buffs and stuff going he pretty much negates all of that and uh. once the people start dying off then his passive is ineffective so then he loses a bunch of his effectiveness but um, let's see, then the other two characters are, uh, the Witch Sisters of the Black Forest or something like that, I, I don't remember <laughs> their official name, and they were originally even more broken than Daimos was, because one of them, sh part of her passive skill was if the one sister was still alive, she couldn't drop below a thousand hit points. Which meant that she was actually immortal as long as the other character was alive or her passive ability wasn't silenced. So, 
she they nerfed her probably within a day (laughs) (laughs) and so i i haven't i've unlocked both of the sisters but i haven't had a chance to play with them very much and from what i've read now they're obviously a lot weaker than they used to be um but they they function well together the catch of course is that you have to have both of them in your team so that's two slots to to use them to their full potential and a lot of people don't like that inflexibility in their lineup so Mm -hmm. they have been seeing less play but um uh, hopefully the next time they release some characters they won't do three at a time because it's very there's a lot of stuff to do and it's been very hard to keep up with trying to get all of the stuff for these three characters because you know they're going away and we don't know when they're coming back. So, yeah, I'd still recommend it to anybody that wants to join. If, you know, if there are people that definitely that want into the guild, um, I haven't really thought about this seriously, but we can always start a second sister guild. Um, we've got the Agents of Game forums. So that we can communicate. I mean, a lot of people, from what I understand, use Line. Just like if you played Clash of Clans, all the guilds used Line. And um, that's something that we can certainly start doing if there's interest for it. But right now we're just kind of chilling, having fun. So, and yeah, that's an arc. <laughs> playing arc again. Yeah. I don't have the, uh, I don't have the uh, expansion pack. So... I haven't had a chance to play that. And like I said, I haven't been able to see the new stuff because I my uh my PC crashed a couple months ago now and uh I finally got it back and by the time I got it back the server was down. So we've just started playing since this last week when the server came up again and and like Dave was saying, we can't keep any of our pteranodons alive. <laughs> to do what keeps happening. Those are always the best. I, you know, the ah, oh, you get you get your pteranodon or you get your bird and yeah. It's instantly See that's what dead. we we need to do is get some Argents again, which yeah. is where we were before we had to Dave shuttered the server. Um but So you're saying it's Dave's yeah. fault. Basically, yes, yeah, yes, pretty yes, much. <laughs> See, no, but but losing the Tranodons wasn't my fault. I just logged in and saw that the Brontosaurus killed everything, and I don't know how that happened because Brontosauruses <laughs> don't normally attack things. <laughs> well, they do. They go psycho when they get attacked, though. So, maybe I, and I think that's what it. happened. I actually, my son was playing the game while when this happened, and it looked like something, some small animal, aggroed our our dinosaurs that were around the base and they started wandering off after this thing and somehow the brontosaurus got in the way <laughs> oh no yeah, yeah. that'll happen they start and it was a slaughter until the t-rex finally dead. aggroed yeah yeah oh bummer but anyway you know that's just that's part of the fun of the game or part yeah. of the frustration depending on how you look at it <laughs> i agree how uh, how upscale do you guys turn the stats? In terms of like the grindy stuff, experience has turned up um, like fifteen times. Uh, I'm still not max level yet. Um, I don't think you aren't either, are you, Matt? Oh no, no, not at all. I'm still not up to your level. Um, 
And I think gathering, I want to say, is like eight times. Um, taming, I want to say, is at 12 times. Um, but a lot of the survivability stuff is basically fairly vanilla. Um, so I want it to be a challenge. I didn't want it to be just, you know, like on some of the other servers we've had, especially on Xbox, you know, I could kill a level 120 giga with a pteranodon. Right. And that's just not right. <laughs> I I do think it's a pretty good balance. I mean, uh, yesterday, again, I was playing with my son and we were trying to farm some keratin so we could make a pteranodon staff. Yeah. Because <laughs> they all died. And <laughs> we needed to tame another one, which we never did, unfortunately. Just didn't have time to do that. But, uh, yeah, we fought a couple of... Um, I can't remember what they're ones. They're the turtle guys. Oh, the Carbonimus. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And and we were at about half health, and so we decided we'll I could try maybe one more. And it was like a level seventy, and he just wrecked us. <laughs> well, you could take out the T Rex. I didn't know the T Rex had the saddle. Uh, he might not have a saddle, but we could make a saddle. Yeah. So, but you know. It's it's in a good uh, a good balance in my opinion. the The farming is pretty easy now, which is great because grinding mats is a real pain. But it's not so easy that you're just like you know, all right, click 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 click, everything's done. You still have to put some thought into what you're doing. So I like right. That. Well, and, uh, yeah, that's kind of where I always set my like my private ser or not private server, but when I'm playing in offline or whatever is. It, the, I don't know what the arc devs were thinking. They really nailed the, most of the game, but the the levels that they set some of that at is so grindy. It is just way too hard. Like the uh, just for example, the taming a dinosaur. If you look at the different taming calculators and things like that, some of the real high end dinosaurs can take hours, like multiple hours. And who's going to sit there and do that? I don't know. See, that's yeah. I don't know how anyone could devote that much time to the game. Yeah. That they could take care of it, make sure it stays knocked out. I don't. I don't know how you could do yeah. that. Yeah. A lot of it's too consuming. much. A lot of it is they assume that a whole tribe's going to do it. But we're going to pause for just a second. Dan's in the room again and is doing stuff. Dan, are you Hooray! alive? Yeah. Are you? Uh, hi. Can you hey. hear me? No, we can't hear you. No. Yes. But I did a um, I did a malware uh, program thing with malware bytes. They're free program thing. Yeah, I like them. They're and good. they found nine hundred and sixty four things. Some of them were potential, but then there was five that were malware, and it was the one that was on that thing. It was just hidden somewhere else on that thing uh... on Reddit. And so I, I couldn't find it, so I did that, and it found it. And it was hidden in one of my MMO launchers for a game I downloaded. Um, uh, and then sneaky, there's another... Sneaky. Yeah, and then the other ones, there's a whole bunch of the files that he showed on the other screenshot on Reddit hidden somewhere else. I didn't see where they're at. I just saw them on the list when it listed them all for me. So, right. But So it seems to be working. We'll see. Um, the one guy Yay. said after he did that, um, it went back after like 12 hours. It went back to doing it again, so we'll see if... Hmm. It got the root root of the problem out of there. But well, that's awesome. Well, hopefully. Well, well I'm wondering. You back. Sure. Yeah, I'm wondering because my computer has been having issues where it turns off on its own as well, um, and it's been really annoying. And so 
I'm wondering if this was part of that as well. Yeah, I bet it was. That sounds very virusy. Yeah, so if that is, then sweet. Yeah, for sure. That'd be super good. Huh, well, I'm glad you're back. It seems like it's working. Yeah, <laughs> Well, I'm I'm gonna probably finish up the previous thing that we were talking about. Then we could go back to either whatever um, we wanted to talk about, get into your games or whatever. But um, so I I think the idea the devs had was that you know people were gonna be working in tribes, which is definitely their idea because of just how they designed the game and how they designed Ingram points. Um, and I think they just assumed that people would be like, okay, I we all trank this thing together, then I'll take the first shift, you take the second shift, you take the third shift. Um, because there's there's almost no way a single player could tame some of the bigger creatures, but not just taming them, um, breeding them, Getting raising them the eggs, yeah. well, ra- like breeding the eggs and incubating them and raising them. And that just takes, I mean, it was, it, I, I think when I looked at it, it was, it was two full weeks to, to do a, yeah. a giga egg. Yeah, it's until it's mature. Which the I guess the eggs aren't too bad because you could as long as you set up a good room, as long as you have a good incubation room, you don't really have to mess with them too much, do you? Well, the eggs themselves, but once they hatch, yeah, then you've really got to jack around, and that's awful. That's a freaking nightmare. It's a lot of food. It's a lot. Yeah. of food. They eat yeah. fast. For sure. And trying to do that for two, just uh, just trying to do that for two weeks. A single player would go yeah. nuts trying to do that. Um, so I, I think their assumption is that on the public servers, people will be playing in tribes and, you know, sharing the load. And, right. You know, luckily they made the it case. so we could adjust the settings. But at the same time, I, I wonder, like, I see it as as equally a game that it appeals to to us and as adults and it's fun and stuff like that. But I think it's also a game that appeals to, like, my seven-year-old and I play all the time. And... We really enjoy yep. it, but at the same time, no seven-year-old's going to have the the bandwidth or the mental, you know, uh, what do I want to say, stick-to-itiveness to deal with hours of taming, and that's not saying anything bad about them. Like, I don't have, I'm not going to sit there for hours, that's craziness. Well, yeah, and that's, uh, that's <laughs> well, why like I'm glad saying, they made I was the, playing with my server, son too. the sliders, yeah. Yeah, exactly, for sure. Yeah, I'm with you. Go ahead, Matt. Oh no! I that's I was just saying he really likes playing the game. Of course, he doesn't get too deeply into it. But you know, we tried to tame a pteranodon and it it didn't work. We got bored. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to turn it down. Like so, I, I turned all those settings, not to and this was even on like, the on the agents of game server, so it was going pretty quick. But yeah, yeah it woke up before we finished taming it, and oh, wow. I, I just wasn't paying attention, you know. And yeah. he definitely wasn't going to pay attention to it. Right. Well, and that's one of the things that I love about the game is there. there's jobs for everybody to do. And like on most of the previous servers we've done, I've set up the egg farms so we could make kibble to make just taming that much easier and faster. But I haven't done that on these servers yet. Yeah. Well, we're still in, in baby mode in our server at least now because it's only been it's active for, what, a week? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> but, you know... Again, if people play Ark and you have it on PC, get the. Uh, I'm sure the uh, server is available. Come and join us and play. The more the merrier. For sure. Yeah, I'd have to say Ark is probably one of the, if not the best, early access game I've ever played. Oh, yeah, for sure. 
Probably one of grizzle. the best survival games I've ever played. Oh, yeah. yeah Blows DayZ out of the water, and I love DayZ. Yeah. Yeah. We've been playing a little bit of, my son and I have been playing a little bit of uh, Seven Days, too. That's been a lot of fun. Oh, nice. It's, uh, graphically, it's god-awful, but yeah. uh, gameplay-wise, it's it's pretty fun, so it kind of makes up for that. And it's like, you can build pretty much how you want, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Kind of, it's it's a little bit more Minecrafty with its building, like it's all real solid, chunky squares and things like mm. that. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, it's it's pretty fun. That's cool. So, Dan, what have you been up to? Man, not much. I can't even remember what uh, what was the last thing I talked about in the last one before my mic went out. Did I even get a talk in the last podcast about? Not in the game section, nope. But day sex, I played through. I got um, I went through three different times already, and I've got the uh, I did the permadeath mode, so I finished that. Whoa, then, that is hardcore, man. Yeah, it was it was fun though. I um I wasn't gonna do any of the side missions or anything. Uh, but I liked leveling up and all the stuff that I just did everything again, but, uh, it wasn't too bad. I was surprised. Um, I did one time, I did get a text on my phone and I was checking it and, um, there's this point in the game where, um, everybody, like anybody on the streets is sh shoot on sight. It's like, uh, martial law. And I was up on this roof, and I didn't think anybody could see me, so I was checking the text on my phone, and all of a sudden, I started getting shot. It was a drone, and I was dead before I knew it. And I was like, oh, crap. So I hit the guide button and canceled the game, and it, wor and it worked. And so, so luckily, I didn't die, but that was the only close call. As I was actively playing, though, I never really had any close calls, just because I already knew the levels, because I beat it on. Bummer. Yeah, oh, man. And now he's really long, like, I wasn't too far from beating the game at that time, so it would have sucked. But uh, I had already played the game twice, on once on easy, and then once on hard. And that's when it glitched, like, the no alarm achievement glitched for me. But um, so I already knew the levels and stuff, and I knew how to do everything without getting seen, so yeah. that helped. Nice. But, I was saying, I, th I don't, can't remember if I talked about this in the last one that I was here for or not, but... I really, really liked the way they did the, uh, they had that little seven or ten minute video that played before it. Yeah. It was so well put together and gave you a good idea of what was going on. And I really think that they need to do that with almost every game that's a sequel from now on. Because so many games right now, I mean, I would say like 90% of the games that are coming out are sequels and yeah. maybe even long time sequels. So yep. yeah, like what, what Deus Ex came out maybe what, five, six years ago or something? Five years ago. Yeah. yeah. Five years ago. Yep. Yeah. And think about games like, um, I mean, especially story heavy games. So like Mass Effect, it'd be amazing to have like a, a, um, rehash of what's happened up to that point. You oh, know, yeah, for the new for one sure. or... you almost have to, like, in yeah. the next Mass Effect. I mean, I, that's what, yeah. Well, and I was talking to a gal I work with at uh, one of my jobs. Uh, she's 19. Super big, hardcore gamer girl. Uh, but, you know, she's 19, so she hasn't really had a chance to play a lot of that stuff. Um, so while she enjoys those things, she doesn't. she doesn't always feel super connected to them because there's 
no way of knowing it, but then she popped in um, Deus Ex, and she's like, oh, this is cool. This has to be the way they do all the rest of these games. And yeah, yeah that made a lot of sense. It really kind of clicked for me. It's like, yeah, most new, you know, young kids probably don't get a lot of what's going on yep. in these. And then think about series like Metal Gear, where it's spanned oh, yeah. ages, and Our the story... and new childhood, yeah, yeah, exactly. And the story itself is really crazy and messed up and all over where, yeah. Nonsense, and, yeah. So a video like that would help tremendously. Oh, yeah, for sure. And they could do it like, like in... a three-part miniseries. <laughs> yeah, seriously, it's like a documentary. Yeah. Yeah, that that's true. It would be cool for them to do stuff like that. I still haven't played the latest one of those. Oh, the, uh, I've heard five. great things. I heard the multiplayer is super cool. I really want to give it a try. Yeah, it's really good game. Um, probably one of the best. If it wasn't for Witcher Three, I'd probably say it's probably the best open world game of, like, the best structured open world game I've ever played. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, speaking of Witcher Three, I was gonna throw out a warning for anybody that maybe had bought Witcher 3, played it, and then traded it, got rid of it, whatever, and is thinking about picking up the complete edition so that they can get the the two DLCs and stuff like the actual story DLCs and finish off their game. No going into that, your system treats that as a brand new game and will not recognize any of your save files. Oh, what? no way. Yeah, that's a real that that sucks i did that what i just described is exactly what happened to me and i know pissed and there's there was not much i could really do i that was such yeah. a bummer uh i mean I, all my save files are there so i could i guess i could take the game back and exchange on, it um, and then buy the the vanilla game and then buy the expansion separately but were you on xbox yeah. or pc from what i've read on the internet it's everything i bought everything. it i have it on ps4 because oh, um, that's well, and the only reason I bought it on the I bought the complete collection is because that's where I started playing Witcher Three and put like seventy hours into it. Right. And so I, but I had traded it, you know, last winter for something else and whatever. Um, and I was like, oh well, I haven't tried the expansions out, so I'll just get the whole thing. So I've got all of it, and no, it treats it as a brand new game. And I was talking to somebody they that said that. Anytime a game has the DLC cooked into the disc, like this one, when when the completed edition comes out, it was cooked into the disc, they usually treat it like a brand new game. Your system won't recognize the old files. So That's weird. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was really weird. That was really kind of a pain in the butt. I'm not sure why they thought that was a, a cool yeah. idea. But... Oh, it well, maybe kind makes sense if, if they're... In order to combine the two together, I'm sure they have to change the code somehow. And the people getting yeah, it so. probably more than likely are people that haven't played it, but still, that's just... I can't be alone, though. I gotta, yeah, I gotta that's just weird, a though. Because yeah. that game's been out for a little while. I bet you there's a lot of people that traded it in and then picked it back up and now are boned. Yeah, it's, yep. it's a fun game. I'll start over. It's not the end of the world, but it some is of that a long, first area gets a little long. Yeah, it is a long game though. Like you spend a lot of time in each area doing things and traveling and yeah, for um, sure. So it's not a e it's not an easy game to replay. No, for, uh -uh. I mean at all. Yeah, you I don't know mean? that I would go through a new game plus with that, even though it's kind of a cool idea. But yeah, no, huh. Um, I'm really excited for, uh, this is totally off of the top of the Witcher, but that, uh, anniversary edition of Tomb Raider that's coming out this fall. 
Mm-hmm. They're, they're giving all the new stuff to people that bought the um, the game, the vanilla game. Oh, are they? Um, oh, cool. Yeah, and so they're adding that co-op survival mode that they added. They added a survival mode to the game as DLC, but it wasn't co-op. They're making it co-op now. And uh, and then they're doing a new like a new mission and another new mode, but I think it's pretty cool when they when developers do stuff like that. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that'll kind be of nice. freshen up an old game. The those Tomb Raiders have been some of my favorite oh. Tomb Raiders. The new ones, it's yeah. so emotionally involving, and I don't know why it is, but I I get really bought in, especially with the the first one and. Yeah. I don't know if it's because Laura seems vulnerable at that point. She's not the ultra badass, so she seems vulnerable. So you feel like, as the controller, you're almost kind of you're trying to protect her. her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's your fault if she gets hurt, you know. And it, yeah. the other side of it is her voice acting is phenomenal. I don't know oh, if yeah. she's won any awards or not, but she makes every like everything every feel, you feel oh, everything that happens to her. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it. It doesn't feel like she's in a studio screaming or yelling, or it feels like somebody's actually punching her in the voice recording studio, and they're getting the reaction from it. Because <laughs> it's just really good. Like, yeah, I'm I'm always blown away by her voice acting skill. Yeah, for sure. I agree. But yeah, other than that, uh, I've been hitting up um, a lot of ESO again. Uh, they just put out another major oh, that's update. Right, the the gold edition or whatever. The gold edition came out, and so they're they're hoping to hook people with that right before the one Tamriel update, which is going to make it just way easier to play with your friends. And well, that's what I. So they're doing. Um, I was talking to somebody about this the other day. So yeah, what are they doing with the leveling system in that? So yeah, for one Tamriel, my this is my understanding. I I've read two different things, but from their interviews, this is my understanding of how it's going to work is um what what level you are is the level that that area is going to be so if you're right. with a group and now it's going to change for dungeons dungeons is going to go off of the highest off the level of the host and then everybody will be level two or down okay. to the host um but uh actually it just might be 160 and just might level everybody up to 160 but anyway um, for the areas though, so like if I if I decide to, like I have a few friends that just been sitting on the game not playing, so they're like level eight. That's me. Um, yeah, oh, and man. if I bring in my max level temp, my max level tank, I can go join them in Aradon starting area, and I'll be finding one sixty level one sixty yeah. gear. I'll be finding level one sixty resources. I'll be fighting level one sixty enemies, but then he'll be right next to me fighting level eight enemies, finding level eight gear. Some of that. So what, now, how how does that work? If you're can, like if you're attacking the same monster, it shows in two separate. See, forms, and that's or? and that's what I don't. That's what I don't know. So now sure. that's exactly. Um, I think we talked about this in the last podcast. That's exactly what they did with the new zone in um, World of or Warcraft. with the new area in World of Warcraft. Yeah. Is everything you can go to whichever zone you want to start in because there's like there's six new zones or something like that. You can go to whichever zone you want. They're all going to be 100 or higher. It would you can roll in with a level one or whatever, so it's not quite the same. But mm-hmm. it, you know, if and then if I run into other people, like I start, I started in zone X, and you started in zone Y, but then you ended up in zone Y before me. 
or you know, in, in my starting zone, if you ended up there before me as a 110 and I started there as a 100, we're, we could be fighting the same person, but to you it's a 110, to me it's a, it's a 1 or a 101 or something like that, you know. Yeah, that's so some, it's exactly, yeah, it's that exactly the same. That's some crazy math going on in the background there, because yeah. that, that would be, yeah. you would think that'd be some hard stuff to, uh, to keep straight without glitches and oh for sure yeah well, but probably all that they have to do is percentages like uh just yeah, exactly. a calculation I, of of yeah, ratios and things um the way star wars does it now is uh you basically level you you scale to the level of the area you're in um, ah, okay. so if so the area like, is the level if, so See, like the, if dan's level in a level 20 area i would scale down to like level 24 but if i could still get experience like say i wasn't max level i would still be getting experience and i could level up all the way to 65 the max level so in a level still, 20 area so you're still no. getting enough experience to actually affect you then yes oh yeah okay oh, yeah See, that's cool that's a good way of doing it see the only thing i don't like about doing that like the down leveling side of that would be all right but the up leveling side when they do it that way gets awkward because you don't have as many skills as you would have if you were like if you were level 10 and walked into a level 20 zone you're missing 10 levels worth of skills and so it never really works out as well as where, it should yeah, where those skills yeah, usually that's why they don't do up leveling um yeah. but leveling oh, is a lot don't. faster okay. than it used to be leveling gotcha. is a lot faster than it used to be wait a lot faster than it used to be i hit the max level in that game in like a week it can't be faster <laughs> um, I can hit ma well max level sixty five now, but I could level a character in a day if I if I really wanted to. That was the biggest problem with that game. That that game was awful because it, you could finish the game in like five minutes. Now they so you're saying they took the thing that made that game bad and increased it. Well, the, the, <laughs> I, it, it depends on who you like. It depends on your character because example for example, I have legacy perks. Um, that increase legacy perks that increase my experience for all my characters across my legacy, like across my family of characters, um, which you wouldn't get if you've only leveled one character. Okay. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Um, but the thing is, like, that's one know, of the things I love about <laughs> Star Wars is their legacy system. The legacy system is amazing, but there are a lot of people who have. Okay, so Star Wars is different than other games in that there are every planet has planetary quests um, for both Republic and Empire side, but also there are four Republic classes, four Empire classes that have entirely different stories. Right. But a lot of people have played through all eight of those stories and all the planetary quests and so you know it's, yeah, I, I, I don't want to have to necessarily grind to level up a character that yeah. awfully much. I once you play at a certain yeah. point that's where I'm at in ESO right now. I'm on my fifth character now, trying to get him up to um, the max level before the one up, the one Tamriel up to hits, and it is just a slow, slow grind because I'm I'm not doing the story because I've done it four times. So and now, I'm if doing... you uh, um, if you buy that gold edition or whatever, do you will is the one Tamriel going to be free yeah. or is that another paid? One, yep, the gold edition is all their DLCs that have been premium up to this point. Um, and then the one Tamriel update is actually free for everybody. It's just an ah. update. It's not any content. It's just oh, adding. Okay. Yep, it's the huge though. Stuff. Yep. Sure. But the next, sure. the next premium DLC is going to be player housing and maybe um, guild stuff. So we'll see. But but it is it is going to be player housing for the next content update. Okay. But it's just a dude. 
ESO has improved so much from the beginning, and um, they just keep adding things that make it better and better. And the biggest thing for me has always been group play, and they've just cool. made that. Once they do one Tamriel, I mean, there's, there's no like barriers keeping you from playing with any of your friends. Awesome. So, yeah, I'll have to uh, I'll have to grab it again. I'll pick up the gold edition or whatever sometime and give it a try. Yeah, I always good. enjoyed it. It was cool mechanics. It was just never uh I, I didn't I think I was doing other stuff at the time. It was mm-hmm. the mechanics were always great. It looked visually nice and yep. yeah. I didn't have anything against it. I just never played it really. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Uh um biggest problem i from what i've read just from people from when it started and even now sometimes is that people say it's too boring because it's too big and <laughs> and in my mind and and one of the that complaints like Dave, kind of counterintuitive yeah but one of the complaints that people complain because it was too boring because it was too big so it was, see uh, how can you have too is, much stuff to do in that be yeah. boring Exactly. I don't understand people anymore. I really don't get it. As somebody that, I mean, I was playing the original MMO games. I mean, I was playing Ultima Online and EverQuest, and people don't understand what big is. And and when they complain, and they, the developers keep listening to those complaints and mm-hmm. keep making games smaller and smaller and smaller, it's not fun anymore. I yeah. want a giant-ass world to wander around in. And Elder Scrolls is about exploration. I mean, that's, right, the yeah. single player is about that exploration, going and finding those quests that you just don't find otherwise, and the places. And So so I am glad that they made it big, and they keep adding the landmass and keep adding it. And So it's not yeah, a complaint for, for me. Sure. The, other, the other thing, like Dave made a good point when he was trying to play, was their uh, inventory system was really messed up, and it still still is. Um, if you aren't a subscriber, if you're a subscriber, you get this crafting bag, and it holds mm. all your supplies for you, no limit. Nice. So it takes away all the grinding of having mule characters and all that stuff. And so, <laughs> well, isn't it yeah. just, isn't it share between your whole profile? It shares well? every profile. Yep. So every character shares the same bag. So now, like my main crafter, I don't have to like go in with my mule characters or my other, um, yeah, my mule characters grab the supplies I need to make stuff for people and then go back to my guy and get it out of the bank and then go and build it. <laughs> I used I'm to just, do that in World of Warcraft. Yeah, I just awful. walk up. Yep, I just walk up to the what I need and just build it right there now. So that alone is worth 15 bucks a month to me personally just because of how much time I've spent doing right. the meal stuff. But um, so that is that is a huge improvement for subscribers. It still sucks for people that aren't. But uh, but yeah, they're, they're always improving stuff. And the stuff that they talk about for things that are upcoming, like, you know that they're, you know, paying attention, and so, I just, I, I'm a huge advocate for ESO, I want everybody to play it, <laughs> but. Well, then I yeah. think you'd also mention that you were wanting uh, to talk about, um, oh, the Rainbow. game that everybody else should be playing, yeah. Rainbow. Yeah, have, now, Sean, you always uh, mention stuff whenever I bring up Rainbow. Have you been playing it, like, on PC or... No, I've just been following along uh, with the, just reading articles and seeing oh, okay. stuff online about it, seeing that it's improved and improved and improved, and it's to the point now where I, I do need to go get a copy of it and play it. Okay, um, yeah. I was just wondering... it sounds like it's one of the best, you know, shooters out there right now. Dude, if it, honestly, if it wasn't for Battlefield 4, I would say it's the best shooter on on yeah. the Xbox right now. 
Um, nice. And the, which means it'd probably be the best shooter on PlayStation. On PC, it'd be kind of hard to compete with Counter Strike and some of the other ones that are have a longer lifespan. But it could get there though. That's what's crazy. It's such a good shooter that it's one of those shooters that could end up sticking around and surprising a lot of people by that. But um, but yeah, I just wanted to say that, dude. They have just been updating the game and fixing it since day one, adding the new characters that actually are meaningful, meaningful changes so that it changes up the game. And um, even though they're just doing one level every three months, I wish they would do a lot more because that's the biggest weakness for Rainbow Six is the level selection. But just their improvements have just been so good. And now you just play it as a completely different game from launch, from launch. And I can't even explain how much I love it. Like, I get together with a friend and his brothers. Like, we get together in co-op um, every probably Well, we were every week, but uh, one of them... Um, got deployed, so it's not as often, but it's just, it's such a perfect co-op, but then it's also such a good multiplayer game. But as long as you're okay with camping, because the game is designed around that. Yeah, but, yeah. But it's strategic camping, and it just is wonderful. Like, the tug-of-war you have in the matches, like, oh, I just, uh, I all I'll say is I encourage you to go watch the... Um, Pro League World Championships or something like that. I can't remember what it's called exactly on YouTube for Rainbow Six. And you will see some phenomenal gunplay. And, like, it'll show you how intense it can be in that multiplayer yeah. game. Yeah. It's, oh, it's so good. And one thing that uh, I got to point out, if you do that, um, just so you know, and you might know if you watch a lot of these. I, I didn't know when I was watching, but um, when you're watching somebody, it shows an outline of the enemy. They can't see that outline, but you can. And so, oh, okay. like... I was screaming at the TV, like, he's right there. He's, like, <laughs> right on the other side of that window. All you have to do is shoot. And, but he couldn't see him. I could. But, um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's, but it's just it's such a good shooter. Like, honestly, I just can't explain how good, good of a job they've done at turning that thing around. But, but, yeah, so I just wanted to give a plug for that just to encourage people. Because they do have a gold edition out for Rainbow right now as well um, with all the DLC and characters that they've re- they've released so nice yep and they still have uh japan is the last um unit that they're releasing for uh this the first season pass and then they'll announce what they're doing for the ne- second season next year so. but yeah Very and cool. i think we talked about this i can't remember if we talked about it in the podcast or before the podcast but I posted something on our group on Facebook about um, how they have 60%. I mean, this is a crazy stat because most games can't claim this. But um, I think right now, actually, Battlefield 4 could probably claim this too. But uh, um, Rainbow has 60% more players playing now than they did at launch. Oh, wow. Almost nice. a yeah, year they, after launch. They've only improved that game because I heard it was really bad at first. And I borrowed it. I, I checked it out when it first came out. I thought it was good. I didn't have a problem with it. Mm. But. It was mostly tech, uh, technical yeah. reasons why it wasn't doing good. They really have improved the servers. I almost, actually, I can't even remember the last time I got dropped from a match. But yeah, when it first came out, you, you would get dropped constantly from competitive matches. If you were hosting a private match for co-op, then you wouldn't have as many issues. So I didn't expect. I didn't get the frustration that a lot of people did for the multiplayer because I played mostly co-op at first. But then with the guys that I play with now, they, they're all very competitive. They all came to, like, they all, they're the Mar Brothers that came to Halo Knights. Oh, remember sure, yeah. Um, so they're all, yep, yeah. so they're all competitive. 
And so they want to do multiplayer, and that got me into multiplayer because it really, it just is so fun. But uh, but yeah, they've and we've yeah, I can't even remember the last time I've been dropped from a Rainbow Six game. Nice. But yeah, so they've just done a really good job. I think they deserve some some uh, props for that. But yeah, there you go. Very cool. Anything else we wanted to hit up for games? Uh, not really. Um. Did you guys already, did you bring up the fact that right now, Battlefield, for all of its content, is free? No, but you could do that. Okay, if, if you have Battlefield 4 on any of the platforms right now, um, you can download all the DLC that they've had before for free. And it is, there's some really good DLC in there, so. So with uh, movie news, uh, Jurassic World has now been officially announced as a trilogy. Um, because, you know, it wasn't Money? obvious if they are going to bank on that. You know? yeah. <laughs> Money is good. I can't say that, uh, that I'm upset about it, but I can't say that I'm looking forward to it either. I just wonder what the story, where the story can go. Because even the last Jurassic Park, I liked it, but at the same time I felt like it was not doing anything new for me. But it has I... dinosaurs, so that's all that matters. No. <laughs> I mean, I the second Jurassic Park is one of those rare ones where Steven Spielberg directed the sequel as well as the first one. And, you know, I can't put my finger on anything in particular that makes it a bad movie, but it still just doesn't kind of capture the same feel as the first one. I can watch the first one over and over and over again. I have watched it over and over and over again. Uh-huh. And the second one was just missing something. And then the third one... Our memory berries. There was no third one. There was no There was no third one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the third one, it wasn't a terrible movie either. It, it did. It just kind of seemed a little superfluous, you know? What was wrong with The Lost World was the daughter, Ian Malcolm's daughter character. Yes, she had some bad, some some really bad stuff with her, that's true. Like, they screwed her up totally from the book, but, like, what completely ruined the movie um, was when she was fighting... Okay, so the Velociraptors are supposed to be the scariest things in there, right? They're these apex predators, and you have these the snotty girl who's the bad okay watch movies with Mikey his review of that and she's the bad guy of the movie (laughs) I'm not even going to try to explain but she is Um, an interesting take to be sure but what ruins it is she's the bad guy from the movie and she defeats the velociraptors in this ridiculous gymnastics kick him in the face thing no you're right that is pretty awful (laughs) that scene is pretty bad but no, I'm I'm not even joking. Everybody who's either both you guys and everybody who's listening to this, go watch movie movies with Mikey is awesome in general. Yeah, but yeah. Watch the Jurassic Park or uh, Lost World review. And that's all I have to say about that. Well, we'll have to see what they do. I mean, I enjoyed uh, Jurassic World. It was better than the two sequels, in my opinion, but. Again, you could really kind of see where everything was going. I mean, you knew the only thing that was going to be able to stop that uh, mutant dinosaur 
It was that big fish thing that could swallow it whole, basically. Yeah. You know, I mean, what else was going to kill it, really? Maybe they could have brought uh, Ian Malcolm's gymnast daughter back. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, they should have done that. She's still alive as an actress. Oh. She, uh... I, probably. I, well, as, no, as an actress, I'm sure not, but... Oh, so, but yeah, I don't know where they're going to go with it from there. I mean, the premise of the second two movies were the backup islands where they supposedly continued breeding the dinosaurs after the Jurassic Park experiment failed, which still doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me because he makes this claim in the first one that he's been there for the birth of every single dinosaur. So... You know, how could he be there at the island and watching the births and then have other islands where there are dinosaurs being born? Yeah, but anyway. So where are they going to go with it? That's what I'd like to know. Speaking of movies, that where in the France are they going to go with the sequels? Avatar's four sequels apparently are going to yeah, focus on the cow. children of Sam Worthington and Zoe Zaldana. Um I'm going to name the actors because no one knows the name of any of the characters from those movies. <laughs> um, they're just, you know, there were the blue people and there was the Marines and that's pretty much it. And then there was, you know, that's, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, apparently it's going to be a family story. It'll be like Star Wars with blue people. Yeah, that's interesting. Four sequels. I don't know. I, I like. I, loved I love the first movie. Yeah, loved but it. the amount of time between it coming out and now, my interest in the sequel has plummeted. I it's just been too long, in my opinion. So Fern Gully dances with wolves two will come out in twenty eighteen. Uh, <laughs> then the next will be in twenty twenty. Then twenty twenty two. Then twenty twenty three. So you you have been warned. Sounds amazing. We'll just, we'll have to see. So in, in other... Uh... But here, let me say this at least. If the character played by Michelle Rodriguez comes back to life in the second Avatar movie, I will actually get up and walk out of the movie theater. That's all <laughs> I have to say about that. Even I if mean, she comes back as a Navi? back in... Fast and Furious, they brought her back in Resident Evil. Um, I There's got to be at least one more series she's been in where they brought her dead character back to life. If they do it in Avatar, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> That's it's such yeah. a box office draw, though. They have to bring her back. No, she's dead. <laughs> she's dead, and this is not... I don't know what universe exists where dead people come back to life. Well, Jesus, he did it in our universe. <sighs> All right, fair enough. But Michelle Rodriguez is not <laughs> Jesus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe that's what the unobtainium does. It brings people back to life, and she fell into a pit of unobtainium, and and yeah no because if that were the case then why would they even have sent sam worthington's character because they could have just used the unobtainium on his brother that got killed so sorry that, that plot hole does or that plot doesn't follow dave sorry well the navi are the only ones who know how to use it right ah because the story is so well written as it is what do you expect except that she was blown up 
in her helicopter thingy. So well, Sam Worthington died, and he's a he's alive. He's not a human anymore. Oh yeah, he did die. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I was just died, wondering. Uh, transferred consciousness. Now you're splitting hairs. When you read that, uh, when you were talking about that, I was wondering. I was like, I wonder what a human Navi baby looks like. But yeah, he got transferred. How well, many we fingers see, is the, it gonna have? Because the, the original Navi, they have four. Three fingers and a thumb, and the human Navi have five fingers, four yeah. fingers and a thumb. I want to see that. How would he impregnate her? Because uh, they couldn't build seed into the fake Navi bodies, could they? Well, if apparently they, the tree did. The tree made him a real boy. And if they did, <laughs> do they have a soul? Maybe they don't have souls. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> I am fully functional. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with that. but we'll, uh, we'll have to see. I just want to say right here and right now, if Michelle Rodriguez's character comes back to life, I'm walking out of the movie theater. Well, also speaking of movies that are or things being dragged back from way too long ago with human-alien hybrids. Uh, Alienation is going to be remade at Fox. Um, right, Jeff Nichols that. is going to direct that. Um, I actually really like that show. Uh, the movie was alright. The TV show I really liked. Uh, apparently I was one of the few people since it only lasted like 22 episodes. But, uh... I did not even see it, sorry. Um, I was just saying the other day, this would be the perfect time to reboot um, American Hero on TV. How great would that be? Okay, you're going to have to refresh my memory yeah, on that. Yeah, I don't remember that one either. Oh, uh, American Hero is the one where he's a redhead, and he's a really clumsy superhero because of the suit. I think it's the suit he found. It's been a while since I've watched it, like, since I was a kid. Um, Wait, Apparently, a, they did it in 2015. Red and black suit? Are you serious? Well, I looked up American Hero, and there's an American Hero 2015. I don't know if it's the same thing. Is it on Netflix right now? I think I remember seeing something like that American Hero. On Probably Netflix. a whole different deal, but uh, well, it might be the plot for the the 2015 one is Melvin, a reluctant superhero, lives only for crime, women, and drugs, until he realizes the only way he will ever get to see his estranged son is to go straight and fulfill his potential as a crime fighter. Huh. Interesting. Is that the same same basic premise, or is that well, completely different? The from what I remember, it's different. Like he didn't live a life of crime or anything. He just kind of found the suit. I can't remember how he got of his technology or aliens or something, but... Are you talking about the greatest American hero? Oh, there we go. The greatest American hero, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's probably different then. Yeah. But that's weird that that's the same... <laughs> kind of the same. And what were they thinking naming the guy Melvin? Seriously. <laughs> I was just thinking the other day, like, man, that's a, that was a good TV show. But then you think that, and then when they did the reboot of Knight Rider, it was just... Uh, oh, that was disgusting. bad. That, yeah. was, that was bad. What else have they rebooted <laughs> since um, you recently? Know what? I watched uh, recently the Voltron reboot on Netflix, yeah. and it wasn't terrible. I mean, it wasn't I liked it. great. But it was pretty good. I was surprised. Yeah. It's worth watching if you liked the old ones. 
Yep. I want a tran. I want a new Transor Z. <gasps> so much that. Only I want it to be good. Like I want it to blow my mind again. Good. <laughs> See, when I was a kid, I- I've I've had a hard time watching the new Voltron because when I was a kid, it was Transor Z. Voltron was just some crappy copy. I wanted Transor Z, and <laughs> and so I, I have this mental bias against the show, against Voltron, and it's just I need to get over that. I, I need to get over that. <laughs> yeah, them forming up Voltron is actually probably one of the weaker parts of the series. <laughs> the times when Voltron is on the screen is are are actually kind of lame most of the time. That's unfortunate. Oh, are you talking about for when Voltron is fighting? In the new Voltron, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, he wasn't in it a lot. Yeah. I just, I I felt that it was, the series was more interesting when you were dealing with the characters and yep. their interactions. And then when Voltron is on the scene fighting and stuff, it, it just didn't pack any punch to me. I don't know. When they were when they were discovering their lions was pretty cool, and then the very first fight with Voltron I thought was pretty cool. Um, that spaceship or whatever I think it was. Yeah, but again, them figuring out how to form Voltron, they couldn't come up with a good way for them to do it. So they just are like, okay, it's it's gonna happen now. Oh, we formed Voltron, but we don't know how we did it. <laughs> <sighs> But then after that, they have to go through their team-building exercises, and I see that's the part that I kind of was drawn to. I'm like, you know, that's that's really good. That is definitely something that would happen in real life if this were actually happening. Yeah. So I liked that. Yeah. Also, we need to have giant cat robots turning into Voltron in real life. Someone needs to make that happen <laughs> soon. That like might be our only way year, to solve maybe? either a Trump or Clinton presidency. <laughs> uh, oh. um, as long as we're talking about animes involving giant robots, I actually just last night started watching on Netflix Old Noah Zero. And that is not a terrible anime. Uh, Netflix has a lot of kind of lame animes on them, and Alt Noah Zero is worth watching, in my opinion. From what I've seen so far, I haven't watched past probably the fifth episode, but it's got my attention, which is something that a lot of animes can't do. So I would recommend that one to anybody looking for a good show. Speaking of shows watching on Netflix, have you started Stranger Things yet? Uh... No, just the one day that my wife was watching it, and I caught an episode with her. You're off the team. I'm sorry. I'm really bad with television, you guys. I keep trying to tell you this. <laughs> Most it's television good. is just not my thing. It's good. I believe you. And it's even if you don't so like hard it, just for me watch to start. it. I'm like, it's it's got expectations, and I don't want them to be ruined, so I don't want to watch it. <laughs> That is that is true. Once, yeah. See, I like to like this. I like this to anime, jump in. This old Noah. I had no expectations going into it. I'm just bored, so I flip it on, and I'm like, "Oh, this isn't half bad." With Limitless, same thing. I had no expectations. But Stranger Things, you guys have built it up so good, and I'm like, I usually don't like television, so I don't want to watch this and then not like it. 
I don't well, know. Well, the longer you take, the lo- the more we're going to build it up. So just watch it. <laughs> uh, so what, have, what else have you guys... I, I really don't have anything else myself. I mean, I could maybe talk a little bit about uh, that I just started watching Supergirl on Netflix. Um, and then some of the new WB shows are coming up. Um, and Luke Cage is coming up. But that's pretty much all I have for right now. Yeah, I was going to... Um bring up that uh, this week HBO's new show starts, The Westworld. So I'm pretty pumped for that. Um, and then, and I actually, I don't really know the premise. I try to avoid everything before shows come out so that anything, nothing gets spoiled for me so I couldn't really explain it other than that it's like a mixture of uh, a made-up reality in the Wild West from a futuristic uh, group of people, I guess. Yes, but um, um, the it's originally written by Michael Crichton, the the same guy who did Jurassic Park mm-hmm. and oh, all okay. those other uh, Andromeda Strain and everything else. Um, Congo, uh, yeah, Congo, which terrible movie. Um, I still can't bring <laughs> myself to bring to to watch Sphere because of how much I loved the book and how bad I heard the movie was. Um, I like the movie. <clears throat> I haven't read the book though, so the book was really, really, really good. But it. um. The original movie had Yul Brenner in it, um, and I really want to see it. And maybe that's something we could do is just like a an Agents of Game review something um, is watch the old Westworld movie. Um, I could tell you a little bit more detail about it, uh, but I don't want to necessarily spoil anything for you. It's not really a spoiler since it's been in HBO's previews as well. But yeah. But uh, if you've seen uh, like the, it, they when uh, the Simpsons visited. Uh, Itchy and scratchy land, or whatever it was, just <laughs> yeah, that kind of gives you a little bit of an idea of where it's going. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty pumped for it. And then uh, Agents of Shield starts next week with Ghost um, Rider. Ghost Rider coming in. It's not a motorcycle; it's a car. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for that. Actually, all kinds of shows start next week. Um, Gotham. Um. Can't even think of some of the other ones that I'm excited for, but uh, but I'm super excited because the week after that, uh, Star Wars Rebels starts, and after the ending of last season, my goodness, I'm so excited to see what's happening. But okay, maybe you can explain this to me because again, I hate Star Wars television. Uh-huh. I just am not a television person. I don't know what it is about television. That rubs me the wrong way. Could not stand the Clone Wars cartoon at all. Uh, What's the deal with Rebels? I understand this is supposed to be the um, the forming of the Rebellion. Do they have Jedi? Do they not? What's the deal? Uh, yeah, so... And if they have Jedi, I automatically hate the show. Because <sighs> Luke well, was the not... last Jedi and Obi-Wan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's that's the canon set forth by the original Star Wars movie, and we well, have that to they knew of that that they knew of because he he thought him him and Luke were the only ones left too, but Yoda was still alive. Oh, that's true, Yoda too. Um, but uh, but yeah. So I mean, they can always pull out the you know because supposedly Mace Windu is still alive too. Well, and there's a Jedi in Mace the new movie. Windows? I'm sorry, Mace. <laughs> Mace. 
Windu, how is he still alive? The Emperor flung him out of a window yeah. with force lightning. But also I, No. But but uh no. you know, in the in one of those same was it that same movie? No, or was it the previous movie where uh Anakin just jumped straight out of the thing and fell however many stories and landed in a speeder? Yeah. You know. Jedi man. You can explain way a lot of stuff. Being a but Jedi. there's there's a Jedi in the in Rogue One or some sort of a uh, yeah. Force user in Rogue One. Yeah. Um, but yes, they do they do have Jedi, but it's only one Jedi. He uh, <laughs> he was there when uh, was it Order sixty six? Is that right number? I always want to say sure. Order sixty nine just because, but uh. Um, but I think it was when Order 66 went out, he was with his, um, master. It is Order 66. Okay. He went, he was there with his master and she held off the clone troopers while he got away. Um, and for life, I can't think of his name right now, but anyway, he is the Jedi, uh, the kid in the show, um, he is force sensitive and he's the other Jedi. And then they have Jedi hunters. That are um, man, I can't think of their name now, but um, they're like Inquisitors. So they have a set of Inquisitors that Darth Vader handpicked. Some of them are former Jedi. Some of them are not Force sensitive, but they're powerful um, in their own way. Uh, they are they're like a squad designed purely to hunt Jedi to f- clean. You know, yeah, I suppose that is canonical to the movies because. Yeah. He did go around exterminating the rest of whatever Jedi escaped. Yeah. That's true. And, um, and, oh, and then, spoiler, uh, the, uh, Padawan from Anakin, who was made for Clone Wars, she is alive, too. She's in the, the, rebel. She does not exist to me. But she doesn't exist for a lot of people that go purely by canon, so, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, she is all, all um, well, my... My uh, screen still turns off on its own, so I guess that's still gonna happen. But um, uh, but anyway, so yeah, the first first two the first season was them just kind of trying to stay a step ahead, and there wasn't really a lot of a lot of stuff. It and I was gonna say if you couldn't get past the first season of Clone Wars, you probably won't get past the first season of Rebels because they're about they're very similar in the way that they start out, but then as they get better at the storytelling and better characters and the more and more Jedi. Like last season was just amazing. Um, but uh, in the season finale, they had Darth Vader fight Ahsoka Tano, who was his Padawan. And it was amazing. Amazing. Darth, Darth Maul was there too. But, uh, um, but the, the buildup for the final, the season finale was just insane. And, finally seeing that. I mean, because you wanted to see, you know, like, you wonder, just because of having Ahsoka Tano in the Clone Wars, and when she leaves the way she left, you're like, wait a second. Is she around still? Like, you, that's just something you're wondering. Hmm. And and then if, because she wasn't in the other movies, you're wondering, like, where is she? What has she been doing? And so when she makes her appearance, and you find out what her deal is and stuff, it's just like, oh, yeah. And then you're wondering, dude, what's going to happen when she runs into Darth Vader? And for a while, she doesn't even know Darth Vader's um, Anakin. And so you have huh. to see that process of her learning that and how she finds out. And that is just an intense moment. 
And then when she fights them, you're like waiting for them to talk about being master and Padawan and waiting for them to, you know, pull out those emotions. And it, it is just amazing. And the whole episode, the way they do it, though, because you have Darth Maul doing his thing. And you know, you know, his, you know, his uh, plans aren't for the best of anyone. They're totally not, you know, to help people, but he's coming across that way. And then you have Darth Vader and Ahsoka and Ezra. That's the kid's name, Ezra, the other Jedi. And his his master, like they're all doing their thing, and like there's like three different ways the story's pulling, but they put it together so well, and oh, it's just so good, man. I just, yeah. And honestly, if it wasn't for the kiddie side of it, I would just be like telling everyone to watch it because if you're a Star Wars fan, <laughs> because it is kind of hard to get through the kiddie stuff sometimes. Yeah. But anyway, I is... I don't know. See, but now this is again my problem is particularly with Star Wars is uh, what's the end goal going to be? How are they going to reconcile it with episode four? You that's, know? The, that's the thing. Every And uh, a lot of people bring it up when they talk about the episodes. You, they're like, you know these guys have to die. They either die Basic, or yeah, exactly. they turn to the dark side, and we just don't know Yeah, which ones, because that's the only way it that could That they could be to... such major players in, in this scene, and then... Here we get to the episode four, and the rebels have no Jedi's at all. Yep. Otherwise, I'm sure they'd been flaunting them, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah and so, that's what I guess scary. the third possibility is: that fake their own death and yep. go into hiding again. Yep. A lot of theories, actually, right now are that. Uh, um. Ah, crap! I can't think of his name. Uh, was it was it Darth Snook? Snook, or who was in? Who is the main bad guy in the big hologram in Force Awakens? Um, something like that. I can't remember what his name is offhand, but Snoke. 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 Snoke yes. Snoke. Yeah. Right. Okay. Go, so, was it Emperor Snoke or like what were they calling him? Was it Admiral? Snoke? Admiral. No, he was. Um, darn it! I don't know. Hold I can't on. Remember. Supreme yeah. Leader Snoke. Supreme Leader Snoke. Yes. yes. There you go. Okay. So Supreme Leader Snoke. A lot of people because. You hold up a image of Ezra, who's the kid learning to use the Force in Rebels, and you hold up a picture of Snoke from the movie. They have very similar features. And so a lot of people are um, thinking that Darth Vader takes him under his wing, and then um, when he dies, Snoke takes over. But, uh, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see it. Just, yeah, I mean... That's what's part of exciting about watching it, though. Well, I guess in that case, we'll have to wait until the the next Star Wars movie comes out, number eight. Because I imagine that the backstory for Snoke has to be part of that movie. I don't yeah. see how they could have that movie without explaining some of his backstory. And they gotta tell it, yeah. Like, at least one of the one of the next two movies, they gotta tell his backstory. Well, I they have to set it up in the in the second one, or in episode eight... Otherwise, it's going to feel too rushed if they try and set it up and resolve it in Episode Nine. True, yeah. I, just, I don't see any other way for it to happen besides in Episode Eight. Yeah, and if, if it's true, like what Adam Driver's saying, that uh, Episode Eight feels a lot like Empire Strikes Back, that's totally what the movie is going to be as a setup for Episode Nine. Well, we'll just we'll have to see. 
Yeah. See, I'm just, I'm so leery. Star Wars in particular, you know, there's a lot of canon that I wish could not be canon. Jar Jar Binks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but all this other stuff, it it has to mesh with that. It's That's the groundwork. That's the basis. And I just have a, a difficult time with a lot of the liberties that they take with it. Everybody wants to be a Jedi, and, and they don't think that they can have Star Wars without Jedi, apparently. Because that's what I'd like to see, is somebody take a Star yeah. Wars Ewoks concept. Ewoks Battle <laughs> I've always thought having a, um, having see, a movie... that's why I was kind of interested in Rogue One, because I didn't know that it had a Jedi. I assume this was oh. about just regular people in the Star Wars universe... So I was kind of disappointed when Dave mentioned that there would be a Jedi in in Rogue One, but no, he's not necessarily a Jedi. I'm not sure exactly what he is, but he's he's definitely a a Force user. Yeah, he's definitely a Force user. Um, Okay. Do you guys remember the? I think I've talked about it with you guys before, not necessarily on the podcast, but you guys in general. Um, about that animated, um, Star Wars little shorts they did before the Clone Wars and. Like, there's one where Mace Windu just kicks the trash out of a droid armory. You guys remember that? Those series? I don't think so. I don't no, I don't remember them either. Oh, you should look it up. I, I wish I could remember the name, but, dude, they're awesome. But a lot of them were, were like, drama or, like, political. Uh-huh. But the Jedi episodes were awesome. Like, the Mace Windu one where he takes on a whole army. And he takes... There's this one scene where after he crash lands into the group of them... He like uses the force and he picks apart all the drones or droids around him piece by piece, like down to like screws. And then he just drops it. He either <laughs> drops it or throws it at the other droids. But it's just so bad. It's like taken up a notch, you know, just for fun. And one of the episodes follows uh, red. All I remember is they're in the clone armor and they have a red stripe on their thing. And I can't remember the name of their squad, but it was bad. A like the way they're doing tactical movements and stuff like that. And I always thought, man, it'd be so cool to have a movie like that where you have to have a squad of, you know, whoever, but real mm-hmm. people, like real soldiers going in somewhere and, and you know, having it be a, uh, you know, like a Saving Private Ryan or whatever type movie just in the Star Wars universe. See, that would be cool. I would go and watch that movie, even if it didn't have Jedi in it. Yeah. I'd love to see that. And I love seeing universes expanded like that myself, too. Like, I, I like to see the world grow beyond where we're so used to being centered, you know? Okay, so here's an idea. Um, you know, we've, we've talked before about how it would be cool to have more movies, and they are going to have some more anthology-type movies and things like that. Um, do it the Netflix treatment, like what they've done with Daredevil and other things, you know, it's it's too expensive for them to do full-fledged movies about everything, but they could do an 8 or 10 or 12 episode run of one of those shows or several mm-hmm. of those shows, and I would love to see I that. Thought, I thought Netflix did have a uh, Star Wars live-action show coming down the pipeline. There, there, I'm not sure if it's Netflix or what it is, but I think Netflix has one. I think there's some. I think there's actually a few Star Wars live-action ones in the works. Yeah. Um, but uh, there should be more, and we should have them now. 
Yeah, as long as they're good, man. Like 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 we've talked about before, they can throw as much as they want as long as the quality stays, and I'll be just fine with that. But yes, it is definitely a chance for them to be exploratory with the content by having shows like that, and I hope they realize that. Well, we'll, we'll just have to see. I'm always leery. I mean, honestly, one of my wor- my least favorite things about um, Knights of the Old Republic and the original game in particular was when you get to the Jedi area and you meet the Jedi Council at the time, guess who's leading it? Another Yoda character. I'm like, yeah. come on, guys. That happens in Star Wars and games and stuff all so the time. repetitive and it gets yep. boring. They use the same, yeah, they and use the same like, template everywhere. Yep. So that's, that that's happens. another one of my pet peeves about extending universe star wars yeah if you think about it though um in a lot of sci-fi like star trek like so okay so this whole planet of this race of people all do and act the same way and but we're a whole world of people you know and we're all human species we're so different you know everywhere all over the planet why why in sci-fi is everybody the same on a planet (laughs) Like, I never get that, you know? I don't understand it. But that's how a lot of sci-fi represent species. And I'm just like, eh. Yeah, yeah, you have a very good point there. Because it's it's easy enough to come up with one culture, but to create an entire world is... I don't think that, uh, that we would be that it's possible to do for uh, yeah. one person, at least. Yeah. So, and that's why they, I guess they feel they have to, they have to cherry pick, you know, like, okay, these are the traits that this race is going to have. This is what we're going to showcase and so on and so forth. But yeah, when they, when they make the species fall into uh, typecasting, it it is really noticeable and annoying. (laughs) I agree with you there for sure. And it's sad that Star Trek does that because, you know, that's sort of what the series was founded on pushing against. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, was, you know, showing that as humanity, we could overcome our differences. And, um, you know, they had so many different race, races and nationalities. Um, and yet they still fall into that easy trope. Yeah, yeah it's, it's tough, though. I... I I once thought it would be cool to work on a television show writing for TV, but as much as I say that I hate them, I really feel sorry for those guys having to come oh, up with man. new plots every week, Especially every if you... other day, however often these shows yep. run. And, it's like... and multiple plot lines for different character branches and... Yeah. Well, and the the most most channels are so impatient now that you almost feel pressured to resort to cheap tricks to get audiences just so you could keep making your show. Oh my word. I am so sick of cliffhanger endings to seasons and stuff. I'm like, seriously, tell your story, wrap it up. If you told me a good story, I'll come back. Don't try and bait me along with this little worm on a hook. Oh, we're going to resolve this in the next season. No, (laughs) you, you lost me. You're done. Think about think about how hard it would be if you had a successful show, you wrote it for two seasons, 
And then they're like, dude, this is way too successful. We got to go another nine seasons. And then I have thought about that. Honestly, if it was me, I would be like, no, this is the story that I'm telling. If you want to do seasons after that, that's fine. But I'm moving on to another project project and i want to make sure all of the fans know that i'm not involved yeah. with anything you produce <laughs> <laughs> yep. that is exactly what i would do i don't care how much money they throw at me i would be like i'm not gonna let you ruin this by dragging it out longer than the story needs to be told i'm sorry i'm trying to think of the show where that happened i can't remember what it was where he wrote it to be a, a two season thing and they pushed it for way more. Yeah, I, just I can it. think of a ton of shows like that. Um, Burn Notice, for example. The first yeah. season, really impactful. The second season was still pretty good. After the third season, they he found the guy that burned him, but they wanted to keep the show going because it was popular, so they kept creating new and different ways for him. You know, oh, it yeah. really wasn't this guy. It was this guy. Oh, this and that. It, it just it went on too long. Prison Break did a little bit of that as well. I, oh my, I, I enjoyed Prison Break. Prison Break, but it's like, what? What they broke out what? of prison? the The story is over. <laughs> Give it a rest, guys. And now oh. they're in a different prison. I, and... Yeah, Monica, my wife used she used to watch Prison Break. I could not as after the first season. I'm like, this is ridiculous. The show should be over. It's called Prison Break. They broke out done yeah i i i did keep enjoying it because of the characters but there were a lot of things were just like what really you you can't but i enjoyed Mm -hmm. enough that i was able to put up with it but it was a little bit problematic so i mean um as far as uh tv shows uh bleach I don't know if you guys watched I love Bleach. Bleach. Yeah. It again, it just it kept going on it and yeah. on and you're like what he was a substitute soul reaper. Now what he's a full-fledged soul reaper. I don't understand what's going on. Why is this show still going? And then he was know? a mixture of a soul reaper and uh whatever they called him. Yeah. What was he fighting? What do they call those? It's been so long. Since. I can't remember. I'm watching it again on Netflix, but Netflix only has, I think, three seasons. And I'm only oh. in, like, episode nine. Gotcha. So I liked I liked Bleach, and they had some pretty epic moments in there, too. But, uh, oh, they totally did. But, but yeah, they Then they again, definitely... it just kept going, and it's like, pick a spot and end it, guys. Come on. Yeah. So, I think a lot of television shows fall victim to that. Where they had a good story, and they told it, and it was successful because it was a good story. Well, they want to keep going and make more money off of it, so now what? And and that's where they start to lose their focus and their viewers. Yep. And it's really sad to see stuff ruined like that. Uh, Didn't some movie come out on video this week? Was it oh, Civil, Civil War? War? Yep, Civil War. I need to buy that. Oh, my word. I yeah. can't believe that I haven't bought Civil War yet. I loved that movie. Except for the end. How did it? <laughs> I can't even remember the end. It ends with Captain America and Iron Man having unresolved issues. Oh, and Captain okay. America basically becomes a, a bad guy. Well, no, he's a rogue. He's not a bad guy. He's just independent, which yeah. happened in the comic books. But, uh... Yeah, I think, I think the... So... 
I think it'll be interesting uh, to see where they take that just because of what's going on in the comics right now. But I wonder if they like are going that direction or not. I don't think they can, and I hope they don't. Yeah, um, I, I don't. I don't want them to either. I just wonder if that's what they're going towards. Are you um, talking about like all of the uh, original superheroes that were white males being replaced by a diverse cast? Is that what no? We're talking about or? he's uh, Hail Hydra now. Yeah, he's uh, what happened. Captain is, America joins Hydra. Well, one of the I can't uh, tell. Red I don't School. read the comics. Yeah, Red Skull. This is just for when I read from things I haven't read the comics for years, but uh, but Red Skull gets one of the um one of the rings of power, and it's the time one, and so he manipulates time so that it's either time one or or he changes. He can change things at will. I can't remember which one it was, but he pretty much just says that the whole time, um, Captain America has been a plant for Hydra. And because he willed it, it becomes real. And so that's wow. why Captain America is now a Hydra agent. But um, And that's just the, that's the extent. I, I don't know how the story's been progressing or any of that. But, um, but yeah. Well, I mean, as far as the movie goes, I, I think they did a good job of showing Captain America going from, you know, being this, you know, soldier following orders and you know, military must know what they're doing to becoming this rogue agent. I think they handled that very well. So I don't disparage them there. I just don't like where they left it off with him and Iron Man. That that fight kind of fizzled out and never really resolved, in my opinion. Yeah. So. Well, and basically, I mean, Stark is a murderer. <laughs> uh, he, he 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 didn't get to go through with it, but he tried to commit cold-blooded murder. Yes, and Captain America yeah. fights him to stop it, which uh, I, I guess that's the other part of it that I don't like, is see Black Panther's character, he grows and realizes that getting revenge on this guy is not going to bring his father back, isn't going to make anything better. And he accepts that, and he's able to move on. But Tony Stark isn't. And that is the part... Tony Stark is also... I feel like they should have resolved it more. Yeah, Tony Stark is also arrogant and (laughs) self-centered. Well, that's true. So it's an easy way for him to react. That's how he started out. He was... He was revenge, and that's all he wanted to do is kill the guy. Yeah. So, but it, it feels to me like they're gonna. It's it's like that cliffhanger thing I told you I don't like. Yeah. They're gonna resolve it in the next movie. It's or they might not. To me. See, I think I think this divide that they created in the Civil War I think is part of what um, Thanos is gonna use against them. It could very well be. I'm really. I think, excited I think that's why the they left Infinity it that way. Yeah. Well, and realistically, they can't. Like, these characters can't. These actors can't keep going on forever. Yeah. Um, that's which is suck, why Infinity man. War is such a good opportunity for them. Because I mean, you were telling me, Dave, and I don't remember, unfortunately, from when I was reading this in the comics back when I was a kid. Apparently, pretty much everybody dies, right? Yes. 
So that's their opportunity to take the movie's plot line that they've kind of carried on relatively well, pretty continuous, and they can kill off these people that are just getting too old, unfortunately, and then replace them with, you know, fresh blood, I guess. Yeah, that's going to be a tough transition, man. Oh, yeah, because they, they did so well with the casting. I know they'll do good again. It's just going to be harder to accept from, you know, the first. <laughs> and, oh, it's not going to be easy, you're right. It isn't. <laughs> I almost wonder if a lot of the reason why they're doing these changes in the comics for, you know, like what you said, a lot of them are changing, turning to black or Mexican or from male to female. I wonder mm-hmm. if they're doing that so that when they do the transition, they can do a whole new deal um, so it's not necessarily Iron Man, it's Iron Heart, you know, so, or, um, Falcon becomes Captain America, or, you know, like, stuff like that, so it's just, so that they can change it in a way that's not as jarring. Well, some of it would be hard to replace, like, I don't think you can replace Captain America, you can put the suit and a shield on another guy, but none of them are gonna be, um, Rogers, you know, yeah. he's, he's the only one that had the serum. Well, but in the comics, there were like I want to say fifteen different Captain Americas. Yeah. Um, the thing is, like, there we could talk about like why they're doing it in terms of the corporate part of it or the other thing, but um, I think part of it was you know when Spider Man was created, we still had segregation in America. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very different world, and so no, I mean, even today. Very few people spend money on the comic books for people of color or for female characters unless they're, you know, something to make it extra salacious or appealing. Mm. Um, you know, and it's just hard to appeal to a wide audience. But uh, back then, it would have been completely impossible. I mean, it was it was hard enough for well, uh, well, Black yeah, Panther to get course. created. But um, I'm not blaming <clears throat> the creators of the comics, but I I. How do I want to put it? I don't want to say, you know, that I applaud them for for shaking things up because that seems a bit over the top to me, but I respect that they're doing it. Like, but I, I I think it didn't I mean, it hasn't necessarily occurred to me in the same way, but I think you're right that, you know, after Infinity War hits, that could be, you know, something where they're looking at we're gonna have to have a new Spider-Man. We're going to have to have a new this. We're going to have to have a new that. Although with this Spider-Man, they might not need a new one since this is, what, the third Spider-Man in the last 15 years? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, and Spider-Man, again, is going to be hard to duplicate because he's one of those freak accident kind of superheroes. See, like Iron Man, I can see that where, you know, him passing on his technology to somebody else, I could see that happening. Um you know, Thor passing on his hammer and his authority to another person. I could see that happening. But, you know, two people getting bit by radioactive spiders, I don't see that happening, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, that's actually a criticism I have of comic books because that actually could happen. Like, you see these people who are created and then no one else like them was ever created again. And that that actually I kind of find a little well, bit Spider, far-fetched. Spider-Man, they do explain that because that's uh, part of the storyline right now in the comics is the whole clone thing going on. Um, and they, Doc Ock and those guys are always trying to find somebody to duplicate Spider-Man. But they 
can't for some reason. But like things like Luke Cage, I I'm not as familiar with his backstory, but yeah, that's why I'm why interested. Why was for there the, another Luke Cage that was created? That's why I'm really excited for the because uh, I've always liked his character in the cartoons and stuff. Mm-hmm. But but I've never they they were never really talked about his origin in there either. He just was there, so I'm really excited for the Netflix series to see how how he was made or how they're going to explain it in the Netflix world. Yeah. When is that? When does Luke Cage come out? The 30th of this month. Oh my gosh, that's so close. Yes, yes it is. And no, it's kind of it's kind of a really thin line with comic books because there is that suspension of disbelief that you have to have to have it. But uh Yeah, it yeah. I am glad that I don't have to write for a comic book, especially for a character who's been around for 80 years and try to keep it fresh. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why they have to do so many reboots, because at some point you do just run out of stuff to do with that particular line, you know? Can't have 80-year-old Spider-Man <laughs> <sitting> in <laughs> <laughs> buildings with his, his cane, you know? <laughs> yeah, did he ever have kids in the comics? Like, has he... Can he pass on his uh, mutation? You know, I don't know. I didn't follow the comics uh, far enough, unfortunately. Well, I know after there was a, an issue where there were multiple Peter Parkers, um, one of the Peter Parkers basically said, okay, you can take over, I'll retire. And I think he went off with Mary Jane. I don't remember if they had kids or not. I just saw something the other day about about their uh, kids, and I didn't even think about that till just now. So I don't know. I don't know what the storyline is with that or anything. But yeah, curious. Because <laughs> we all know that Lois Lane couldn't handle Superman's kid. Well, if you watched the first Superman reboot, she did. That's <laughs> true. You know. Yeah, well, in the comics. Well, is. and I think she was, uh, now the um, Injustice series is a little bit yeah. off. But I think she was pregnant with this kid when, spoilers, uh, Joker got Superman to kill him. Yeah. Man, I like the ju- Injustice. I watched the those on YouTube in sequence, and it was a really good story. Kind of like when they do their own thing like that sometimes change the characters up but yeah you don't see a lot of storylines though progress to you know like the next generation a lot touch on that yeah well <laughs> all right that turned out to be way more in depth than i meant for it when i mentioned captain america civil war <laughs> But it was a good discussion, I think. Yes. And now that we're nearing three hours. So, yeah, I think it's probably about time to wrap it up unless somebody's got anything else. I don't know. There aren't any movies that I'm excited to see like, until Doctor Strange. So. Yeah, the only the only movie I was going to mention that I've been seeing trailers for it looks really good is Ben Affleck's uh, The Accountant. Have you guys seen the trailers for that? I have not. Nope, I haven't either. It looks pretty solid. He's a good director, man. I'm... I'm actually really hopeful for his Batman movie. I'm not sure how much WB will let him do. Though. Yeah, and that's where we talked about this a little bit ago where um, I don't know what 
is going wrong with them over there? Either directors, which I feel like is a big one, even though David Ayer has some good stuff underneath his belt, but um, or if it's WB themselves or DC themselves that are just not letting the creators have as much control as they need to, or something, because there's something that they're doing different that Marvel and Disney don't have issues with. But, or as much because we always hear know. about people leaving Marvel projects, but I think I think Disney has a vision and I think it's a good vision and that helps. I think DC is just kind of like we need to have a hit, we need to have a hit, we need to have, it. and they're having financial hits, but they aren't having since Dark Knight. They haven't had anything that's been very cool. But uh, anyway, but well, Affleck, see, since you mentioned Dark Knight, I actually that's one of the things I respect about that series is they had their trilogy and they had their story and they told it and yep. then they're like all right that's it he retires yeah. you know yep. so but um <laughs> yeah. the account the accountant is uh he's just uh he's a hitman i guess for somebody somewhere some organization but it looks uh has a very cool tone to it i guess i don't know one of the movies I'm looking forward to right now. Yeah, I I don't know. I said there's. I was so disappointed with the movies over the summer that yeah. I'm kind of burned out on movies right now. Yeah, I haven't been to a movie either since uh, the Suicide Squad. But most of the movies I was looking forward to ended up disappointing. Yeah. And it seemed like all the animated movies that came out this summer were really good. Like, got really good reviews, and I didn't see any of them. Yeah, actually, no, I didn't. I, uh... I don't know. I just... The only movie that didn't disappoint me was the Bourne movie that I saw. Um, Star Civil Trek War. was a disappointment to me, unfortunately. Ghostbusters Civil War might have been pre-summer, but... Uh, yeah, I don't consider Civil War. When did that as come part out of this summer? It was in May, I think. May, okay. So that's the last really good movie that I saw. Like that was like this is awesome. So it's it's been a rough couple of months. <laughs> yeah, for me, Star Trek would have to be my favorite summer movie then, if Civil War doesn't count. But um, but I only went to a few. Was it this year? Was this year Batman vs Superman? That was March, though, huh? Yeah, it was really yeah. early. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's been a pretty floppy year. Huh. Yeah, it's kind of sad. Hopefully, Rogue One can save it at the end of the year, though. We'll see. Yeah, I really am. Because the thing I'm I'm worried about is if it doesn't do well, that they'll be afraid to branch out. I'm hoping it just does really well so that they aren't afraid to do that. Because I, like we were just talking about earlier, I just want to see more of Star Wars. Just not, yeah, not Jedi, not Skywalker. You know, not the usual. And this story is connected to the stories we know. Mm -hmm. But I want to see completely original, like, because um, a lot of the other ones are Han Solo and Yoda and stuff. But I want completely original. So I'm just hoping this does well enough so they aren't afraid to do that definitely definitely and on that note even if they don't maybe we should make our own star wars movies yeah we totally should i'm sure licensing won't be an issue 
I, I'm sure that Disney will let us do it, whether we have the license or not. They don't seem like that bad of a corporation. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't even finish that sentence. <laughs> well, yeah. thank you guys for joining us. Uh, it's been fun, and we shall catch you later. Good night. Yep. Peace. I haven't played it, but the reviews are all really, really good for it. Um, I mean, obviously, it's not everybody's cup of meat, but uh, but the reviews are generally very, very high for it, and so I'm excited Wait. to pick it up for the Xbox. There's cups of meat available? Where do I go to get a cup of meat? <laughs> have you been to a Brazilian grill? No. I, I no, Oh, my God. I they have in Denver. There's really cool, In Denver, good... there's Rodigio Grill in Denver. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I was just going to say. I keep hearing there's, there's this great... Brazilian Grill in Denver. I just need to make time to go to it because I hear that it takes like 24 to 48 hours to actually eat there. So, you know, I, I heard it's very like it's a long process and yeah, they just randomly bring by swords of meat. So, you know, well, and yeah. not just it's swords pretty of meat. much the best place on earth. Nice. Disneyland has nothing on this place <laughs> if you enjoy eating meat. Now, now one. One really cool thing about it is not just do they bring by Swords of Meat, but also Tucano's and Rodigio Grill both bring by um, skewers of roast pineapple. Yes, I heard that. in and of itself is delicious. But what's important to know is that pineapple has specific enzymes which help you digest protein. So you can eat even more uh, more meat. More meat. Oh, this is genius. The the Brazilians have something figured out. I, that's yes. a, yeah. I mean, they, they knocked the Olympics out of the park, so they must have been doing something right down there, even though everybody <laughs> said it was terrible. So they must be getting something right. Obviously, swimming they figured out green water. Yeah, swimming in yeah. green water is always wonderful. Who can yeah, complain about that? Yeah, exactly. It, it was, that was just, um, <laughs> you're supposed to eat salads and whatnot. It was just, you know, a little extra greens for the swimmers so that they could do better. They could be healthier because they're taking in their, their daily vegetables. Are we sure mm. it was vegetables? I don't know. <laughs> it was some sort of plant matter. <laughs> have to know if it was what it, where it came from. <laughs> yeah, which stage of decomposition the plant matter is in? <laughs> yeah, entirely yeah. up to interpretation. Exactly. And, and what I... had previously digested that plant matter before expelling it into the water? Oh. <laughs> 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 It looks like such a cool place. It looks like a really neat place to go, I mean, especially if you're not pregnant or getting pregnant. But yes, yeah. You know, other but than yeah, the Zika, yeah, there is a, a Brazilian grill here in the Chicago area, um, mm-hmm. uh, Texas to Brazil, and I really, really liked it. And the salad bar was actually fantastic because they had like sushi and all sorts of really good things. Where it, you know it actually made it kind of worth eating it it was fantastic but sadly they did not bring around the pineapple to the tables <sighs> so you weren't able to super digest no well I, I i it made me get up a couple of times to go to the salad bar to get the pineapple but that's just moving no that's no no, no. no. that's no good yeah the, you know a friend of mine and i back in high school we had talked about uh, you know because we had the valentinos the italian place there in lincoln that was the buffet um, we always talked about, well, it's all you can eat. What would they do? And again, this is high schooler minds. What would they do if we just sat there all day eating, puking, eating more, and then puking more? <laughs> like, would do you eventually get kicked out, or would you just get to just sit there and eat and puke all day? 
See, I don't know. I'm sure every place has their own specific rules, but I know Buffy's Buffet did kick some people out for uh, oh, really? all, just all day. Sat uh, there. Yeah. All day grazing. Yeah. Yes. Nice. All you can eat is not all you all, all you, you can, can eat. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Buenas noches y bienvenido a la podcast de Agents of Game. Uh, yo estoy aquí en la agencia y me llamo Dave. I'm not doing mine in Spanish. I'm Matt. And I'm Sean. Yo estoy aquí, maybe? Something like that? Muy bien. <laughs> oh, sadly, I think I missed uh, the Mac and Cheetos from Burger King. Mm. They were yeah. disgusting. They were not was good. was not going to even try those. <laughs> they were so gross, ma'am. Well, maybe it's a good thing I missed them. Have you guys tried the Waparito? Yeah, I actually I like it. I have not. I, I've been tempted to, but I have not. See, I'm kind of afraid because I want to try it just to satisfy my curiosity, but I can't imagine it would be as good as either a Whopper or a burrito. <laughs> actually, what you do is um, have them... Well, if you like pickles, you probably like... What I do is I take out the pickles, have them add double the meat, and it's really good. Um, yeah. The story, dude, it is so good. And I understand your, like, worry, but, dude... It, as soon as you say the words so Darth Maul good. and followed by anything other than was split in half by Obi-Wan Kenobi on Naboo. Yeah, but again, <sighs> it's explained away by the Force, which in a in a sci-fi setting and stuff like that, that's that's kind of why they do that, so they can do things like that. So. And which... And so Darth Sidious, who is not powerful enough to teach Anakin how to bring people back to life before he becomes Darth Vader becomes powerful enough after this and revives Darth Maul? Is that how that works? No, Darth like Maul Darth Maul saves himself. From being sliced in half. He uh, kept all the... <laughs> My understanding, and this is just from I, what... No, I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean to you. No, I understand. I'm yeah, not, no, I understand I what you're saying. These writers are terrible. <laughs> yeah, my understanding, and, and yes, they are going out on a limb, but I think because of the popularity of the character, they were trying to figure out a way to get him back, and especially in Clone Wars and Rebels, where that's a huge kid audience, you're getting, you know, a whole other uh, set of toys there. <laughs> but anyway, uh, it's yeah. His, the explanation is that he used the Force to keep his blood from leaving, so his upper body was still whole kind of thing. And then he made his robotic legs and stuff like that. And then, um, but, yeah. And how well, did he sleep without bleeding out? <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, given that General Grievous is just basically a heart in a machine that can survive, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, stranger things have happened in the prequels. Stranger things. Okay, yeah. General Grievous, I'm sure, <laughs> was... Uh, his. I'm sure he had a mechan uh, an entire medical staff, overseeing his transfer from human remains to droid body. So, I don't know. But Darth Maul was Darth Maul. 
But he still fell down a seemingly endless shaft. How did that not split his skull open? If he's using the force to keep his blood and organs. Well, Luke in. fell down a sem- seemingly endless shaft on Bespin. Yeah, that's true. Fair enough. That's the, All right, that's, I the, guess. that's the beauty of sci-fi, Matt, is you can overlook the realism and and give in, give in to the the uh, yeah, whatever you want to call I'm it. I'm just not forgiving enough, I guess. I mean, if you want to tell me that there's a universe where the force exists and people can affect things with their mind, I will believe that. But there is a point where real life has to come into play somehow. <laughs> Otherwise, you end up with nothing but immortal characters running around doing nothing, and that's boring. Marvel and DC? Exactly. Yeah. But it does make for some... I mean, I, <laughs> I'm I really... I'm so mean. I'm, I apologize. No, you're not being Tell mean. It's fine. This brings out the worst in me. Uh, I hate TV writers. Rebels, though, it does start out kind of rough. I'll be completely honest. I almost stopped watching it in the first season. But, dude, they just... And I think, actually, they changed showrunners. It wasn't the Clone, Clone Wars guy that was running the first season. He helped uh, transition and stuff. But I don't think he was running the show. Mm-hmm. He is. He did start running it season two and season three. So, um, so I think, uh, if I remember, I think that's probably what helped. But, um, but there's definitely some changes in season two. The whole, the whole attitude of the show and stuff. It wasn't as childish. Um, it has its episodes, though. I mean, it it will like it will have like three episodes of of you know pretty dark material. Like all of the Darth Vader episodes last season were pretty dark. But then you'll have like two episodes of filler that are purely there for for the kids, you know. So, hmm. so, so there are moments where you have to roll your eyes, but overall though, it's just really good. And dude, the when they do the episodes, have you ever watched? Did you ever watch the Avatar series or the newer Avatar with the chick? Um, I watched bits and pieces of it, but again, I I thought it had a really good grounding, like a good base idea. But they just get lost in their storytelling and this weird quest that seems to take forever and a day to me. <laughs> yeah. Dude, so I I still think Avatar and the and I think it was called Avatar something else for the the chick, one chick, Legend chick. of Korra or something. Yeah, like Legend that. of Korra. They had probably some of the most epic moments out of any show I've ever watched, probably live action and anime. Like there are some moments in the shows that just blew me away, and Rebels last season was like that. Like they they didn't reach the elevation that Legend of Korra and Avatar reached, but 